opening night of Madonna's The Celebration Tour was scheduled for July 15th in Vancouver, and it's been postponed. We learned uh, the other day in the Vancouver Sun that Rogers Arena uh, did confirm that the date for that concert, July 15th, has been taken off of the facility events, events calendar. Um, it, uh, from what we hear, uh, Madonna developed a serious bacterial infection. Uh, and she's been ICU for several days. Uh, her manager does say that she does wish to get back to touring. They just don't have a, a, a firm date yet as to when that will happen. What is amazing about Madonna, who has, of course, been known for many years, being staying in shape, very, eating very healthy as well. She's 64 years old, and she's turning 65 next month. Uh, and there's lots of acts out there uh, that, when you think about it, uh, are still touring. Think Rolling Stones and many others. And I was just going through a list. There's a lot of them. Uh, bands from the 70s and the 60s, in some cases, still touring. Joining me now to talk a little bit about uh, is there a time when an artist should stop touring? Uh, Eric Alper is a publicist and, and publicist and music commentator at thatericalper.com, and he joins us now. Eric, thank you for joining us. Thanks, Hag. How are you? I'm doing very, very well. Uh, your thoughts first and foremost. Are you healthy? Are you good enough to tour the world? Uh, I would love to tour the world. I think I'm healthy. There was a time that I used to run around the world, my reporting days, and I know how much of a grind that can be. Um, your thoughts on this with, with Madonna? I mean, you, you she'll be back, right? I mean, she'll be touring again. It's just a question of a few days here or there. Yeah, you know, the the scary thing about Madonna was that in, in most of the stories that are now coming out in the last 24 or 48 hours are very reminiscent of what we saw with the Michael Jackson collapse when he was starting his This Is It tour that were 50 cities in 50 days. Um, and then, you know, he passed away after that. And it turned out that he was taking a lot of prescription drugs for just the pain and anguish that he was putting his body into. And at 64... Um, you know, it's the rare person that can actually withhold not just singing and dancing for two and a half to three hours, but the actual physical and mental grind of being on the road, taking flights, staying in hotels, eating at different places, traveling a lot. It may seem like fun, and believe me, I think it is, but it does become more of a mental and physical um, you know, a little bit of an anguish more than I think people realize, and it can take their their toll on anybody. Mm -hmm. Why does Madonna need to tour? She is an incredible success, uh, an iconic uh, artist. Uh, she has sold millions and millions of albums. She's known globally, uh, a real cultural icon. Uh, she's made millions of dollars. Why does she need to tour? Well, I think, you know, when I've been around artists long enough, the one thing that still sur surprises me is how competitive they are. Hmm. And as much fame and fortune and glory that Madonna has, she takes a look probably at somebody like Taylor Swift or Beyonce or Lana Del Rey and says, I could do that too. Or why does Taylor Swift get a billion dollars on her tour and I'm making this? There's still something inside these artists that best still means biggest. And, you know, sometimes when you've been doing this for so long, you start to wonder around 8 o'clock at night where the people are, where the applause is, and you're sitting in your mansion by yourself or with your spouse and your kid, and that's really, really nice and fine for some people, mm -hmm. but they get really antsy. This is what they do. They tour, they play to people, they write songs, they record them, they make an album, and then they go out and sing it for the people. They still want that adulation, and they still need that 
and they they crave that um, that applause and that love. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I look. I I think with most people, if you got to do what you love to do and fought tooth and nail to be able to do it and rise to the top one percent of your class, and you get to tour the world and you get to feel the love of thousands of people every night singing, yeah. I don't think a lot of people would want to give that up no matter how old they are. And I think you have to, there's another fundamental truth that these uh, bands, especially when you're 1% of the 1%, you can sell out uh, a good chunk of BC plays compared to a lot of younger artists who may not be able to do so. I mean, the U2s, the Rolling Stones, the Madonnas uh, can still sell out stadiums. Yeah, you know, there's something very different about the the generation that's coming up of artists that are between the ages of 18 and 25. They're not really looking so much of having dreams and goals to sell out Rogers Place or sell out Madison Square Gardens. For them, for the most part, they just want to get a million followers on TikTok or go viral on Instagram or have more followers than Selena Gomez. It's a much different set of goals. You know, in the 70s and 80s, at least, the dream was to be on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine or NME in the UK. Now it's just about viralness and followers and, and having a lot of streams on Spotify. Playing live necessarily is not their top five things that they want to achieve in life. So I think that's where we're seeing a lot of these classic rock artists, even artists like Coldplay, for instance, who doesn't seem to be classic rock, but they've been around now for, you know, 31 years that it's, it's given the ability to, to, to make sure that those artists still stick around both mentally and physically because the next generation of artists may not be wanting to play as many places as these classic artists do. But the connection, one would argue, that connection that Madonna has um, is deeper uh, because uh, she is touring or wanting to tour or the Rolling Stones or U2 or Coldplay than just uh, you know, a TikTok artist that, yes, they'll go on tour occasionally, but their connectivity comes through a social media platform rather than actually performing. Yeah, but that's what they're. But that's what they know, right? Like, yeah. look, I can I can totally agree with you as well. When even as a fan, when I go see a show, um, the electricity of sitting in the stands with people, there's nothing like it. The best moments sometimes are the ones where the lights go down before the artist goes on stage, and you can just feel the excitement in the air. That's what a lot of these artists are craving. These artists that are coming up now that are making their mark, not playing coast to coast in Canada, but going online and sharing their music that way and connecting with fans and audiences that are just as much of a stranger as people that want to spend $400 a ticket to see Taylor Swift. That's all they know. And the the music industry is pushing people toward that rather than well, let's see if you can play on the road because you might not even generate an audience. There, there's, you know, there's one thing to be like a Nickelback, for instance, where you first play to 10 people, then 50, then 100, then 1,000, and so forth. Um, record labels and managers are taking a look at these viral pop artists right now and saying, we don't even know if you can sell a ticket. It's nice that they follow you and it's nice that they like your post, but can you get them to part? with $250 to come and see you play. And I'd venture to say that not a lot of artists could these days. Yeah, absolutely. Eric, thank you so much for your time. Have yourself a wonderful weekend. You too. Thanks for having me, Jazz. All right.